Welcome to the Capgemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. My name is Justin Bell, Learning Business Partner for CSR programs in the U.S. and Canada. I look forward to engaging with each of you on diversity, digital inclusion, and sustainability challenges and initiatives. Let's lead as architects of positive futures together. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this month's Capgemini North America CSR Podcast. Today, we are going to chat about allyship and upstander behavior. Given all the things happening in the U.S. and Canada right now, we think this is a perfect time to have a conversation with colleagues about this important topic. Now, I'd like to have this month's guest share a brief introduction. Thank you, Justin. Hi, my name is Tina Dixon. I am based in Atlanta. I am the employee experience and talent brand manager for the LT. NC team, that stands for Learning, Talent, and Culture for North America. I've been with Capgemini for a little over four years. Prior to joining the Learning, Talent, and Culture team, I was head of talent for a Capgemini event. Um, again, I'm based in Atlanta, and I'm glad to be here and joining you with this discussion. And Justin, thank you for having me here. This is Charlie Lee. I'm the geo leader for the Southeast region, and uh, I've been with Capgemini for well, almost 15 years now. And I'm also based here in Atlanta. Thanks to you both for those introductions. I think first I just want to get a sense maybe from the two of you because you're both in Atlanta. I feel like Georgia's been in the news quite a bit over the last few months, almost on a daily basis. I'd just be curious first to just hear more about what's happening on the ground uh, in Georgia right now. Atlanta more generally has become a much more diverse metropolitan area over the last 20 years. You know, I've lived here for almost 40 years of my life. And... Uh, when I first, uh, you know, as, as early as I remember, Atlanta was never as diverse as it is today. And given that new diversity, I think it just takes time for it truly to become a melting pot, right? We talk about this country being as great as, as it is because it's a melting pot. People come from all over the world and we melt together and we take the best of all of them. I think there's some challenges in the Atlanta area in terms of uh, we're still learning how to melt. I think there's st there's lots of diversity now, but there's not enough um, inclusion, not enough uh, really education for all of the people here to understand the various viewpoints, the different uh, ethnic groups, and how to really become one versus being separate communities. I think that will take time, um, but I but I do see improvements. You know, over the years, uh, even just from a cultural perspective, it's a lot easier to find sushi than it was 20 years ago, right? So, uh, you know, I think that the timing for our podcast is interesting. We we set this up for May. May is is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and Create, which is the name of our Asian and Asian American Employee Resource Group, has been pushing hard on our uh, Stop Asian Hate campaign, and we're working on a lot of of more improved and visible allyship programs to support all of our communities here at Capgemini. Uh, as, as it relates to allyship, I, I, I know that at Capgemini, we have been pushing really hard, particularly from a global perspective, to develop more programs so that we can get um, team members of all shapes and sizes more comfortable working amongst diverse teams, particularly because a lot of the work that we do supports work not only in, in an employee's home region, but working with colleagues in other parts of the world, a lot of work we do in Europe, India, other places. 
Could you, each of you talk a bit about what Capgemini is doing to um, promote more in the way of intentional, really visible allyship amongst our communities in North America? Sure, um, Justin. I, I would say um, Capgemini has done a great job with respect to um, providing an open dialogue around um, allyship and creating a, a sense of uh, one Capgemini spirit, right? And educating people to to be able to to feel okay about having these these discussions in a in a setting that's comfortable for everyone. Charlie, how about you? I think uh, you know Capgemini obviously has really promoted and encouraged and invested in a lot of the. Uh, various uh, re uh, resource groups to help educate and help um, really get employees be aware uh, of of uh, all the differences that we have, as well as the different um, histories and, and cultures, uh, inclusion. Uh, I think we've also invested heavily in reaching out to the community, being uh, more part of the community, and also volunteer in some of the charity events. That's that's where I see. You know, Capgemini has done quite a bit uh, in this area. I still remember when I first uh, moved from the Washington, D.C. area of supporting Capgemini's government solutions business, and then I moved to Chicago, and I decided to enroll and join our Chicago-based uh, Black Employee Resource Group, and I became a basically a chapter co-lead with some other team members here in Chicago. And the first meeting I went to, uh, I was still kind of surprised. I wasn't even sure I was in the right place. I walked in, and, and there were two white gentlemen sitting in the back of the conference room that we were doing this meeting in. And, and I kind of had to clarify, like, hey, so I'm just curious, uh, what, uh, what meeting is happening here uh, this afternoon? And, and they clarified that they were there to support our Black Employee Resource Group. There were a couple of executives that worked in that space. And I think that that was one of the more groundbreaking moments for me to really understand how supportive a community Capgemini has when it comes to um, being a visible ally. Are there other personal examples that each of you have around either supporting various communities as a kind of a visible or vocal ally yourself, things you've seen, kind of like my example? And I'd be curious to know what lessons you might have learned in the process in seeing those kinds of behaviors in the workplace. You know, I just I see something very similar as well. It's, uh... You know, it's, it's, it is about inclusion. Like you said, you know, you don't have to be Asian to be in the Asian resource group. You certainly don't have to be an Af African-American to be in the African-American resource group. It's really about uh, educating each other, uh, enabling each other about the various cultures that we have. Because, again, as I mentioned before, America is a representation of all of the cultures. It's a, it's a, it's a melting pot of all of them, not just uh, one or the other. The other, the other thing that I've personally done quite a bit is, is uh, really promote and mentor uh, women leadership uh, in the firm. I think that's really critical for us. Yeah, Charlie, I would like to echo on that as well. Interest, a vested interest in our junior hires, right? Um, uh, they're coming fresh out of college. I would actually follow them through their journey of, you know, the campus experience and then with the onboarding, working closely with uh, the recruit to hire team. And then, so what I would do is is serve as that point of contact, if you will, a mentor to be able to help them navigate through the organization um, and really help them kind of identify 
what it is that they want to do. They're excited about becoming new consultants with a, a great organization like Capgemini, but they just really are looking for someone to help them navigate through that. Um, I will say that the um, I didn't have more women versus young men. It was a, it was a diverse group, which was great. Um, but they really, really appreciated um, the the extra time, and that's that's something that we do here with Incap Gemini, right? We really want to make sure that our employees feel like they're valued, they're being heard. I'll go back to employee resource groups for a moment, and I know that that many of our listeners work at companies that that also have similar affinity groups like employee resource groups. And at Capgemini, ours are open to all employees, uh, but many of them do still hesitate when considering whether to join a group like that, uh, where they don't share that specific affinity, right? Like we have groups today that um, support our, our veteran, military veteran employees, and those that are not veterans sometimes don't feel as comfortable to join those groups. A lot of the work that I do is to design training programs and one we're working on right now is, is to um, shape an inclusive leadership journey that really pushes on a visible commitment to having employees and leaders show that it's important to have more diverse and more inclusive interests outside of their core activities. But what do you say to employees who are on the fence about joining an employee resource group in, in these circumstances? Um, whether Whether you are exactly you know the same affinity or not it really doesn't matter because we're all human humans like meeting new people humans like association with other people and socialization and we like food cultures so i i really think people should think about it from that perspective you're there to meet new people you're there to learn about different types of cultures and people you're there to share your experiences and share experiences of others you're there to bond uh, you know and the whole point is you're there to remove the differences and not highlight the differences. I agree, Charlie. I, I would also like to add. And so I encourage people to join, um, to Charlie's point, any ERG group that they feel connected to, that they feel passionate about, no matter the affinity, right? It's the only way that we're going to help to shape the change that we're looking for. Um, and more importantly, it's it's all about educating, right? And so what better way to have people join ERG groups that may not, they may not share the same affinity, right? But um, they're actually able to, to Charlie's point, learn about that specific space, right? Um, I also encourage ERG members to go out and be intentional, to invite employees who might not share the same affinity and help to try and get people to, to join. Right. It's the only way that we're all going to to understand and learn about the differences between each specific group, if you will. I, I, I'm always trying to try to get more information from team members on, on just ways to be more creative in this space. But what ways can we promote supporting all of our communities right? all of our employees all the time? Not just in moments of crisis, not just when things are going on, not when there's a a hot button news item that makes us focus on one specific group, but how can we lay out a, a framework that allows for, for us to be supportive all year long? Um, I, I would say, obviously, with respect to my role here, people are my passion, right? And I, I think that when we start thinking about this holistically from a people first, right? Not so much around the crisis, that we are a part of Capgemini and we're a diverse 
organization, right? And so if we if we figure out ways to connect with everyone, um, not just on a professional level, but really, really, really understand what makes Charlie Charlie, right? Um, why is Justin who he is? Um, really identifying and focusing on the humanity side of people. Um, I think we're going to have to do that from a grassroots perspective, right? Um, that way we can have a direct impact on our people, um, just not within Capgemini, but just externally um, to connect with our communities. Charlie, anything to add there? I completely agree. And, and also, um, I, I would just say that, you know, make it a consistent thing that you do as a part of your life, uh, you know, participate in the ERG groups, you know, interact with different uh, employees, meet new people. I mean, that's really the only way for for uh, for all of us to, you know, get along in a, in a better way. It's it's not about you will see something on TV, all of a sudden, you know, certain things mm -hmm. now all of a sudden matter. They should matter all the time. And if you make it a part of your daily routine, you know, it's kind of like when people talk about, you know, how do you stay fit and lean all the time? It's not that when you feel fat, you go to the gym for five hours, right? <laughs> It's you make it a part of your 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 life. You know, every day it's thirty minutes of exercise, and and you'll be fit. Versus when you when you feel unhealthy, then you go for five six hours. It doesn't quite work that way. And I feel like the media and, and the, the politicians have made it that way. That whenever we feel something bad, we feel bad about ourselves. Let's go do something about it. But if you make it a part of your life, your lifestyle, then it will always be there. I know certainly as a uh, as a black man in America right now myself I, I'm always talking to other employees of color not just at Capgemini but friends through my network at other companies in this and, and other industries there's just a, an interesting and very collective sense of exhaustion from being the, the focal point of a lot of what's going on in America over the last year year plus or so between hate crimes, discrimination, uh, things around diversity in the workplace even, just general upheaval in the lives of other uh, black Americans over the last year or so. And, and I'd be curious for the two of you as allies uh, for various communities, what message is Capgemini sending about being a partner during during these times and, and what ways we can be supportive? Well, I could I could speak to one. I, I just think that Cap Gemini has has created that safe space to have those conversations. Mm. Um, last year, when I was a part of Invent, we had the um, a forum around Black Lives Matter, and it was a safe space for us all to speak. And there were people from all over the organization that were were on the call. Um, I think Cap Gemini has done an awesome job with creating that space, no matter race, um, gender, et cetera. Um, and, and I think that's something that we're we're doing ongoing, where we're not just focused on one particular race. Um, the DEI Council was formed, and um, there's a team that's working tirelessly to make sure and ensure that um, that space remains safe for our employees to be able to know what Capgemini is doing as an organization um, to say that we stand with you. Charlie, anything to throw in? Uh, Capgemini has been full support of our uh, employee resource groups in terms of getting their voices heard and, and participating and having those type of discussions. So uh, nothing more to really to add. 
Well, I want to thank our, our guests for answering some questions around allyship. We look forward to uh, providing more content to all of you, our listeners, for future CSR podcasts. Well, 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 that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Justin Bell. On behalf of the entire North America CSR team, thanks for listening. Be sure to listen to the other podcasts in the Capgemini North America Corporate Responsibility Channel. If there's a specific topic on diversity, digital inclusion, or environmental sustainability that you think we should cover, please comment below. We want to hear from you.